1: Hello, this is Nick Augustine, and I'm your host on this episode of Law Talk Radio, produced by Lone Star Content Marketing in Denton, Texas. Brought to you today in part by Member's Choice Federal Credit Union, located in Denton, Texas on Unicorn Lake Boulevard. You may be eligible if you live, work, worship, or attend school in Denton or Argyle to join Member's Choice Federal Credit Union. I joined Member's Choice because they're locally owned and operated and offer a level of personal service I really appreciate. I want to remind you all listening today not to forget to shared on demand links to this episode and our other episodes of Law Talk Radio that are shared on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn because that's where a lot of people find our programming. So please do uh, take care to share those if you see something you like and think it might be helpful to others. Additionally, you can find all of our programs located on the podcast radio show page located at LoneStarContentMarketing.com. Episode 17 today, of Building Your Law Practice with Jim Thompson and Nick Augustine, focuses on communication, and when we talk about law firm communication, we're asking people how they manage their communication with everyone in their law practice from clients to vendors. Are you communicating through all your open channels, including social media? And have you created a communications policy that can make life so much easier and profitable? Now, on the series that Jim and I are doing, we've been talking about referrals being the lifeblood of any business, especially for lawyers, and how important it is that we really work hard on getting uh, systems together to get the referrals we need to grow the practice. Uh, One of the things that Jim has done, uh, he has written a book uh, called Why Attorneys Fail to Get the Referrals They Need and Deserve to Grow Their Practice and what they can do about it. So Jim's going to tell us how we can get a copy of the ebook uh, as he shares along with me uh, some of the many reasons lawyers are not getting referrals and some things that we can all do to uh, really increase those referral bases. And today communication and a communications policy will be one of those things. Uh, again, Jim Thompson, my co-host, is a retired lawyer who's well known for helping attorneys get on track to earning more clients through simple and cost-effective activities. Jim is the author, again, of Why Lawyers Fail to Get the Referrals They Need and What They Can Do About It. Myself, I'm Nick Augustine, and I'm the principal of Lone Star Content Marketing, and my firm helps lawyers share their stories about their practice areas and what's going on through their blog content. We write blogs, we write and manage social media, and produce internet radio podcasts, uh, videos, newsletters, and all the other good content that shares uh, what people are doing. Uh, By way of a short disclaimer, this is a general information program, and the advice shared on the show does not constitute legal advice uh communication with attorneys on the show does not give rise to attorney client relationships if you have questions you should always consult an attorney in your area and all rights to this broadcast are reserved so uh, before i turn this uh, over to jim a little bit here i'm just going to go through and uh to identify a few uh potential problems and in communication and you know, just um i suppose i like to talk about communications that was my undergraduate degree Um, and you know really there's so many people communicating nowadays in different forms and methods Uh, I get messages from uh, my clients Uh, some you know will only message me through LinkedIn some through Facebook some through text some through phone calls some through emails and uh, there has to be a good way to manage this all and attorneys are the uh, always the well-known you know bunch for failing to communicate with clients and return phone calls And a lot of time, uh, there just may be nothing to tell. You know, clients know there was a court date, but if it's family law, for example, and it was just a status conference, uh, you know, there may be just another copy of a court order and nothing earth-shattering, so why spend the... The money to find that out when it can be you know you're going to get a copy of it anyways but having said that everyone wants to know what the lawyers doing and different people have done this and I was just telling Jim at the show uh, beginning before we went on um, that I used to work at a firm where one of the guys used to put it in the in the book to return telephone calls at two o'clock Well, what happens when you earmark that time and no one's there um, so now they're going to be returning calls at four o'clock when you're otherwise on to a different thing so you know it's just managing schedules, managing contact information, and when we started, uh, and then I'll, I'll turn this over to Jim here uh, when I started the idea for this uh, today's topic, um, I was looking around for a few people I wanted to send marketing materials to for my PR and content marketing firm, and a lot of my friends don't have um, mailing addresses. a few of the realtors do. The attorneys do, but a lot of the other people in business have an email and a phone number, but there's no uh, no physical e- no physical address. And I'd say this to them if they were right here in front of me: is I have a hard time sending someone on a, a, a referral to someone who doesn't have an address because there needs to be at least some sort of uh, place you can receive mail. You know, some sort of you're doing business. So then we circle back around to websites and. You know, do you have your email on your website or do you have a contact form where you fill out the, uh, you know, the different fields and hit submit? So many different ways to communicate. And the part at the end of the day, if your head's spinning, it should, because when we actually think about this stuff, you know, no wonder half of us haven't all gone nuts um, because there's so much, so many demands on our time. But at the end of the day, if you conceptualize a system and a plan, Or make it a policy. I don't care if it's a sentence long, a page long. Make some sort of a policy, but get a handle on communications. So that's our show today. Jim, tell us your thoughts.
0: Well, you know, you've covered about four hundred different things there, so I'll try and take them kind of in a little bit of uh, (laughs) order, one by one. Yeah, and I think one of the things you you hit on, and I want to kind of elaborate a little bit, is having a policy and, and This is so important to to plan, to sit down and say, okay, this is what my uh, communications policy, for lack of a better term, is. One of the things, having said that, when you're meeting with a client, because, you know, obviously uh, it used to be the phone. I used to give you a phone call back and tell you what's going on or I'd send you a long letter. Now you've got so many different ways to communicate Mm -hmm. so why not sit down with a client when you do the intake of the client and say, you know, Nick, what is, what, what's the best way for me to get something to you? I know I can send you, uh, you know, a letter and that type of thing, and obviously, but, but what would you prefer? Would you prefer me to send you an email? Would you prefer me to send you a text? What is it that would make it easy for you or for us to communicate? One of the things that, that I find with lawyers um, and, and the phone calls with lawyers is obviously they don't return phone calls. One of the reasons for that being is if, I, if I'm going to call you back, Nick, you called me, I call you, you're not there, blah, 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 we miss each other. But the other thing, that, that and I know this uh, from when I was practicing, is we get done at the end of the day, we're tired, okay, and I got a stack of phone messages, I just walked in from court. Well, I really don't want to talk to you. It's not that I don't want to talk to you. I should have said it that way. But I don't want to get in a long conversation with you. I don't want to get home to my wife and my kids and dinner and all that. So what do I do? They get put off to the side. If I can say, you know what, uh, you re- you called. Here's your message. You wanted to know. when You, you couldn't remember when you court called- Text you real quick. I don't have to talk to you uh, to, to, to 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 delay the conversation. No, if I need to talk to you, obviously, that's one thing. But if it's just a short little thing that I can do that 's that's what you need to be looking at. what is the best mm-hmm. way to communicate and so therefore, what i 'm saying is make a plan, okay, what is your plan for communicating um, and have a system and we 're talking about a system or a plan or whatever you know you want to call it, but you 've got something in place where you know what you 're going to do, your secretary knows what you 're going to do or how to return phone calls you train you can train your secretary on how they can uh, give out the most, most of the information the client's probably looking for. I just use the example of, gee, I forgot when my court date was. Nick, um, please call me and let me know. Well, the secretary right. can in turn call you back and let you know the receptionist or whoever it is in your office that's handling your, 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 your matters for you.
1: And And please, 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 please put this in the attorney-client agreement, engagement agreement, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. Spell it out in there what is expected, what's not expected, because with every client, you are going to establish a precedent with how you communicate. And if you communicate, if you respond to texts at 9 o'clock on a Friday night, you have just opened the door up to 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, and I've seen it. And then, you know, you have to be very careful, you know, In in, in all these things when communicating, also think about, what is my uh, what am I on the hook for as a licensed attorney? You know, um, yep. if I communicate, is uh, if I'm communicating by text, is this, uh how much can you communicate by text before you might have a malpractice problem? Does the insurance company uh, say anything about about it? And uh, you know, in the you know, read that policy too. I mean, just have these things in the back of the mind.
0: Yeah, and 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 that's. I mean, it, it might the text might be something as simple as, "Hey Nick, I got your message. Let's talk at nine o'clock tomorrow morning." Sure,
1: sure, okay? sure. Yeah. So you're, you're, you're not sending that. a bunch
0: of information. You're just acknowledging right. that you got the message, and and of course, you know, a lot of your clients and bill will it and call no you. charge it.
1: That's what I do. I'd bill yeah. it without oh, charge. Oh,
0: well, you you and bill it, bill it. I mean, if you not a text message, but if you actually have a phone call with someone and you leave a voicemail, you know, bill it and no charge. I mean, people want to see, hey, and one of the things I was going to talk about, and, and we'll get to it in just a minute, is, is how do you communicate with people? And, and a couple of things that you really need to be thinking about is, is what are the variables there? How are you going to communicate with, okay, your past clients? You know, we, we, I talked before about making sure that you stay in contact with past clients for a number of reasons. Number one, they know, love, and trust you, Okay. And they want to hear from you, believe it or not. You know, once a month, you send them a birthday card, you send them this, this type of thing that we talked about before, and I'm not going to go into that in any detail. Your present clients, what do you do as far as communicating with them? Even if you're sending them a bill, use it as a communication tool. Make sure, I've got one client that, that uh, on his billing, he spends hours doing a billing, and he he. I disagree with him spending that much time, but he says, "Jim, this is what I want to do because I sit there and I create I create a creative where it shows all the value that I've given that particular client." And I agree with that wholeheartedly. I think he goes overboard, but that's okay. But you know, even if you're sending out a bill to to a statement to a client, make sure you include something that that isn't just just the bill in itself. You know, uh, let them know you're thinking about them. Let just just. Anything in general to make them feel good, um, but separate them into categories. You, you, you know, you've got your new, your new clients, or your, your brand new clients, or your prospective clients. Like I've just told you or just said, make sure that when you have that initial meeting with clients, that you let them know what your communication policy is. I've got one client that that well, he says that he if he gets a phone call in before one o'clock. He will return the phone call sometime that day. If he gets a phone call after 1 o'clock, he will call you the next morning. And I said, is that putting too much pressure on you? He says, yes, but I do it. I do it religiously, and the client knows when to call me and when they can expect the phone call back. And, you know, sometimes I call clients back at 10 o'clock at night because that's what I told them I'd do. But the client knows that. The client expects that. So that's something that, you know, if you're going to have that policy, stick to it. But, again, Make a policy. And, and here's the thing, okay? I have just said sit down, make a plan, make a policy, and it sounds like a lot of work and it's going to really take like much of my time to plan this all and think about No, just sit down for 10 minutes and think about what you're doing now and start elaborating on it. The most important thing you can do is start something. I don't care whether it takes five minutes or 10 minutes right now when you hear this sit down and just think about what what would be a good policy for you and just start elaborating on it It doesn't have to be set in stone it doesn't have to be 20 pages long it could be two sentences but just start doing it and then elaborating on it get your staff your secretaries your receptionists, your other attorneys in your office on board as to what you're doing so you have this um, written down now if, you know, in, in, in today's society, there is really no reason for not being in touch and, con- and communicating with your clients. I mean, you've got the snail mail, obviously. we all did that. You've got emails, you've got LinkedIn, you've got Facebook, you've got the phone calls, you've got text messages, and, oh, probably all kinds of other communication things that I haven't thought about. One of the things you need to think about is, what do you want to accomplish in a communication? Obviously, if the client calls you and you're leaving a message or they leave a message for you and you've got to get back to them with an answer, sure, you know what, what you want to for, sure. But if you're going to communicate with a client, say, on a billing or, or an email, uh, you know, a blog, um, what is it you want to communicate to your clients? And then communicate it. Um, now, um, uh, anything you want to comment on before we go further, Nick?
1: I just think that it's something that again a policy should be when drafting these things, you know because I've thought about a lot of different policies from different um, practice management concepts, and making something that's easy for everyone to understand and make sense and is well communicated again, I think that people will tend to try to overdo this um and mm-hmm. that's not that's not really the benefit uh, there's no benefit to doing that, but just to to um, you know just to acknowledge I really. I really like the acknowledgement, and I will call it, you know, I know that you've received the message, I'll get back to you later. You know, um, this time and time again, something is better than nothing. I mean, I, we all see these, uh, these memes and funny pictures that go out on Facebook. Um, and I saw one the other day that I thought was pretty notable. It said, never trust someone who doesn't return <laughs> – your phone call or text who you know is in their phone all day long you know so just remember that even though clients assume that their lawyer is busy they're doing something else um you know if a client's not receiving something back from a lawyer it could be you know it could be it's they can get sent into a tailspin so easily um over just people because people assume well they're not returning my call because I'm late on paying the bill or uh, I didn't call them back or they're mad at me because I didn't get my discovery in right. on on time or some. I mean, people will assume. I mean, all people, uh, you know, left to our own devices, and this is what I get from a background in cognitive psychology, is most people are a little bit crazy. And so you add the stress <laughs> of a, a legal situation to that. So they're going to assume in divorce, you know, who is a tr- – who getting divorced is walking around saying I trust everybody in the world? No, you're getting divorced. You don't trust a person. You don't trust anybody. You know, and 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 everyone's telling everyone is telling those divorce clients, watch out for your lawyer. Watch out. You know, um. So just you know the stress. And now here from the from the attorney too, I owe this person a call. I mean, you know, raise your hand out there, listening, if you've done this. I owe this person a call. All I have to do is call. Why can't I just pick up the phone? Because I know they're going to talk. They're going to say, I know they're going to have my my ear tied up, all this, you know. And just, hey, I'm just calling you back. This is my return telephone call time. It's my policy to return these calls. Just want to know I got this. I'm going to be getting you something soon. Don't have time to talk right now. Boom. Just make a bunch of short, you call a bunch of those little phone calls and, you you know, give them something substantive, bill those at a .25 each, you know. Well, now we're making money, you know.
0: Yeah. You know, well, before I forget it, and it just occurred to me when we were talking about uh, coming up with a plan or uh, um, your strategy or your, your system or whatever you want to call it, when you're coming up with this, sit down and write out what you think you want. Take a little bit of time, but then share it with your, your secretary, staff, receptionist, uh, other lawyers, and get their input. In other words, this is not something you're just saying, this is the way it's going to be. You know, it's, This is what I'm thinking about doing. What are your thoughts? And you know what's going to happen? They're going to think, well, gee, we are a part of this, and we are going to do everything we can to implement it. Again, yep. and I'm going just to digress just a little bit. Decision-making of the things that the law firm is doing in their marketing, uh, things of this nature, uh, they're going to feel a part of your firm. Uh, I've written about it in the book, about using your staff to be your marketing arm. So many attorneys I talk to, I go, well, does your receptionist, do your paralegals have a separate business card? Huh? What are you talking about? Make them feel like they are a part of your business and that they are working with you, not for you, but working with you because it's in their, obviously, best interest for you to grow, to get clients, and they want to help. But you just don't think about that. Um, and i 'm just not pointing fingers at people because I'd never thought about that a long time ago. I wish I had, but the bottom line is get everybody involved when you start talking about uh this communication system that you 're going to do um, you, know, you know Jim also, by that
1: same by that same, just to throw this in there real quick by that same token, uh the law firms i've seen where you know there's some like can think of where the same people have been working there for so many years, um, and I think and those that one law firm I think about it they do they treat it like a family and everyone has an input you know the people who um, are doing the majority of i mean everyone's doing so much work, uh, but really including your staff and having a sense of ownership and it's very important oh
0: no no question at all about it, it it's just. You know, when when people are working together, when they feel that they want to accomplish a common goal, and, and they need to know what your goal is, I mean, quite frankly, uh, don't keep people in the dark. They're not just your secretary or your paralegal. They're your staff. They're your team. I, I saw something, and and I've seen this a couple of times on, the, um, on websites, and I think it's really great. You know, you see where, you know, the attorneys, you know, and then that type of thing. But I like I've seen this and I think it's really great where they put your team, okay? And they got the lawyers and they got the paralegals and they got what does that make people feel like? Number one, the people that are listed are a part of the team. But when you're uh, hired this law firm, you're not getting John Smith lawyer. You're getting a whole team. Psychologically, you just mentioned psychologically what people are looking for, and if, if I think I've got a team of lawyers and a team of uh, paralegals, of course i don 't want I want to make sure that I 'm not paying for you know a team, if you will, where you know one lawyer looks at another looks at another looks at that type of thing, but where you feel like this is my these, these guys are interested in me, they want to help me they 're not just here to take my money, they really are interested in what i 'm doing. And that gets back to the communication aspect. How often do you communicate with someone when you haven't need to communicate with someone? In other words, you, you have a past client, um, or you have a matter going on. Say it's a personal injury case; it can drag on for years. Okay, so you don't, there's no regular communications with the client per se. Maybe make it a habit. Of every month or two months, if nothing's going on, just sending them a little note. It could be a, a handwritten note. It could be an email. Again, um, this is something you can come up with your own system, your own plan. You let clients know, hey, John, by the way, I just want to let you know uh, nothing has really been happening. Remember, I told you when we first met and we took your case that this could, you know, there could be months when nothing really happened. But I just want to let you know and keep in touch with you. Now, having said that, Okay? The person that hired you liked you for some reason, trusted you for some reason. So now every couple of months, you're touching base with this person. He may have a friend that just got in a car accident. He may have a friend that just needed a divorce. So you're touching people. You're making them aware. Remember I talked about top-of-the-mind awareness. You don't have to send a bill you know, in a personal injury case, obviously, but, you know, it's like, hey, John, I just wanted to let you know nothing is really going on uh, it, it, with your case. but I just wanted to touch base and let you know, and I hope everything's going well with you. Something very, it, it's just as simple as that. It could, again, it could be a, 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 a Facebook, uh, not a Facebook, but a, um, a, an email, or it could be a voicemail that you, you know send them or whatever the case might be, and, I guarantee it. That's going to get you clients. Just a simple act of doing that. This is what I'm talking about, communication. It's not just sending a bill to someone and saying, here's your bill, pay it. It's letting them know that you are interested and you're taking the time to let them be a part of your firm. You know, you brought them in as client. you brought them into your family. They are part of your law firm family right now, and you're staying in touch with them to let them know what's going on. It's going to pay you huge rewards. And, and most lawyers I talk to, or even think about that. And then when you bring it up to them, it's, oh, yeah, that sounds like a good idea, and then they go about doing something else. I would make a suggestion, and I know this is going to come out of left field, but that at least a half hour every day, you communicate with some of the people in your pipeline. You know, take and send a short little note, send an email, but for a half hour, you know, whenever it works for you, at 7 o'clock in the morning, when you're at home, at, or at at 5 o'clock in the afternoon, whatever works best for you, or lunchtime. Take that half hour and just send out three or four or five emails or communicate. And at the end of the week, you send five, five a day. You know, that's 25 people you've contacted, right, in a week. And how many in a month? I'm sorry about math. How many in a year? How many times have you touched somebody? I will guarantee you you're going to get, call you up, and refer business to you. Not just their case, but they're going to keep, if you're doing a good job for them, and here's the, here's the knock on lawyers, right? Uh, well, my lawyer never returns phone calls. Well, gee, I don't know about your lawyer. Gee, my lawyer returns my phone call, sends me messages, let me know what's going on. What's your lawyer's name? I want to maybe change lawyers. <laughs> see where I'm going with this? I mean, wait a minute. You don't do it, so people are not going to be thinking about you. You do it. The people are going to be thinking about you, and you are going to spread the word about something that most lawyers never do. And it's as simple as
1: that. Another thing, too, right. um, is when, when uh, you know, one of the things that I've done, Jim, recently is, uh, uh, you know, put together like a one-page marketing thing with the prices on it that I've just been sending it. What I did is I printed out a whole bunch of those and a whole bunch of, uh, you know, letterheads. Somebody handwrite these things and send them to my friend's who uh, work in other, you know, realtors and, you know, different other people who might drive business my way. And just just trying to get into that thought process of who should I talk to and who should I, and it's so easy to forget some really great people we have out there because, again, we're communicating with so many people uh, during our, during the day. You know, we forget how many other people are out there. So it's um, communicating with people and, and driving business and, and all of this is just—it's its these are all habits. And the reason that we continue harping on a lot of things that sound like we've been beating a dead horse, it's because if they're not a habit, it does—it's you know you can—it's in one ear out in and out another ear. Um, in the world of advertising, I'll, I'll give you this: um, since my father worked in radio advertising for years, um, his, well, his entire career, pretty much, and uh, you know he'd always talk about sleep being the greatest equalizer that. Um, you know people go to bed at night and they forget most of what they 've seen during the day, and the things they remember are committed and built into memory through multiplicity and repetition, which is why obviously we have you know we see the, the ads we respond to on the radio or we see are the ones that we we see frequently we like them, but it takes this work and all these little steps and communications and you know and it 's just if you may be you may spend. All this time communicating with people who never send you a referral, you know, but you never know when they're going to. You never know when they're going to run into an opportunity. I mean, just we never know. But unless we put ourselves in. So so having said that, we could spend all our time trying to focus on, you know, where we think our referrals are coming from, these A, B, and C people. Meanwhile, your referrals are really coming from D, E, and F over in the corner, and you don't even think about them. You're like, oh, I kind of, they don't look like the heavy hitters. I don't think that they're the ones who are going to – I mean, the referrals come from the most unlikely sources, which is why I also say attend those weirdo unlikely uh, networking events because you just never know. They, for me, Jim, those events that you think, oh, nothing's good coming out of this, there's no point, those are always the, the ones where I meet someone that's just really awesome.
0: Worked out yeah, yeah and, and one of the things, and we're almost out of time, one of the things we started here um, doing is having lawyer events where only lawyers are invited. And I know that sounds like um, being selfish, but here's one of the problems. A lot of lawyers will not go to networking events for a number of reasons, and I won't go into some of those reasons. But when it's specifically, lawyers will say, well, I get most of my business from other lawyers, court. Um, those are the events I want to go to. Okay, fine. So we started, we have three of them going now, um, what, three once in, once in, the, in a, the Downers Grove in the you know, western suburb area. you know that doesn't mean anything anybody went up to the North Shore and one in the city. And we're getting 25 to 30 lawyers who are starting to make connections with each other. Oh, you do that? Geez, I got a divorce case. I didn't know people did this. Hey, this is great. And it's, it's like, wait a minute, their eyes are opening. If you are in an area where there's a bunch of lawyers who you think and I'm not talking just about bar association type things where you go to a, a bar association meeting on real estate law or something like that. Or you have just, you know, a, a meeting with 10, 15, 20 lawyers that show up and get together once a month and just kind of, uh, you know, chat and get to mm-hmm. know each other. You're, you're going to find it. You're going to get more referrals that way. But uh, mm-hmm. that, that's just one of the thoughts for, for the today.
1: I don't know. We're going to being out of time, but- we are out of time. Let's tell people at home if
0: they're a first-time listener how they can
1: uh, get in touch with you to get a copy of that book.
0: Yeah, if you like the book, it's J E T at resource dot com, and if you'll send me an email, I will be glad to send you the ebook. Obviously, no no cost to that. Um, it, it's something that I feel that. Uh, it's, it's been important for me to, to get that information out to lawyers. So if you uh, send me an email, again, at JET, at lawyersmarketingresource, Marketing Resource, I'll be glad to send you a, a, an e-book uh, on, on how to get more referrals. So
1: Perfect, perfect. Um, and
0: we're out of time, but
1: I just want to remind everyone out there to make a list, write down, at least commit, write down, I am going to make a policy on how to communicate better. And I think that even, even the best people out there can benefit. Everyone can benefit from this, um, from just, again, paying attention to it. Great. Exactly. All right, Jim, well, it's been a pleasure as always. You enjoy your Monday. For all of our listeners out there, thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing our programming. We'll be back next week with a new and great topic. How's that? Okay, thanks, Nick. You have a great week. All right. Yep. Have a good day, everyone.
0: Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Oh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah,
1: oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. <laughs> That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes.
0: Chumba. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Old by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, for details.